What's up, everyone, and thank you for joining me. As always, I am your host, Tyler Dreyer, and this is episode number 49 of From the Depths Podcast. I am very excited for this episode, not only for my special guest, but also because of the movie that we are talking about. I do want to apologize for any of uh, background noise you may hear during uh, this intro in particular. As I'm recording this, there are people mowing their lawn, uh, cutting a tree down, uh, two doors down from my house, and my daughter's probably yelling in the background and going to uh, mock what I say. Uh, when I was doing a, a mic check, uh, all I heard was, check, check, check. So if you hear that, laugh along. Uh, but yeah, uh, I have felt so insanely busy this October when I... I feel like I really haven't been that busy, but I have felt really busy, so I haven't gotten a chance to watch a, well, sit down and watch a whole lot of things. Uh, I've been watching a lot of, a lot of things on my iPad while I'm doing stuff around the house, but it's been mostly stuff I've seen before. I've been watching a lot of TV shows recently. I've caught up on uh, Creep Show. I started Chucky, uh, Day of the Dead, um... Midnight Mass, uh, I don't know if I mentioned that in my last episode or not, but I did finish that, and holy hell, and I'll go into a little bit about that during this episode, um, but the year almost ending, there is a lot of stuff coming out uh, before 2021 ends, uh, and there's a lot of stuff I have to catch up on, so I gotta really buckle down and get on that so I can do my top 10 of the year episode and hopefully it doesn't cut off uh my last two picks like it did for my 2020 uh all one so i don't if that i don't know if you heard that but she's yelling in the background but we are here to talk about halloween kills and holy shit is this split across the board with people that love it people that hate it uh man <laughs> I'm sorry. I blah bl- forget her. Uh, I don't know if I'll edit all this out or not, but uh <laughs> and, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the blame on my daughter as the reason why I haven't been able to really watch anything. Uh she'll be three in February and we are somehow in the stage of she believes there's monsters under her bed, so she doesn't want to sleep in her own bed. So she sleeps with me and mom and tosses and turns all night. Or if we do put her in bed, she'll wake up screaming in the middle of the night. No matter how many times I fight monsters, uh, fight the monsters out of her closet from under her bed. Uh, I have a little plush Godzilla uh, uh, toy that I put by on her dresser. And I tell her that, you know, since Godzilla is king of the monsters, uh, uh, she will protect her. Um, and scare all the monsters away because all the monsters are scared of Godzilla. And uh, I have my baby monitor up while I'm doing this, and she is just leaning over her bed, yelling under her uh, under her bed. So uh, my <laughs> my special guest uh, today is uh, you might know him, you might not. I say that when I introduce him, but uh, Mike Felker from Convictions. Uh, Convictions is a band uh, from my hometown that have gotten pretty big over the past few years. I used to do merch for them when uh, Mike and uh, my buddy John, our buddy John, uh, who was the ex-bassist, clean vocalist of the band, 
um, joined. But but I'm finally excited to get him on the show. Uh, he loves Halloween. He might be one of the biggest Halloween fans that I do know. And stick around after this episode. Uh, I'm not going to do an outro like I normally do, um, but I will play one of Conviction's new songs off their brand new record called I Won't Survive, which is now on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, YouTube Music, wherever you stream your shit, uh, go listen to I Won't Survive by Convictions out now. And since people are liking this, first we're going to listen to the trailer of Halloween Kills. As always... Your favorite part-time podcaster, full-time horror nerd. I will see you on episode 50. See you on the other side. Take care. Enjoy the episode. person died. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. What do we do? We fight. Let's hunt him down. Michael Myers is flesh and blood. But a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. He's the essence of evil. Right, guys you just listened to the trailer of halloween kills which brings me to introducing our guest you might know him you might not if you listen to metalcore or how we grew up that's screaming music <laughs> michael felker aka mike felco 20 <laughs> from the band convictions you know he he's probably one of my best he is one of my best friends let's just say probably but i like to give him a hard time 
<laughs> for being famous. Uh, Mike, welcome. Thank you for j- jumping on. I know you're uh, very busy right now. Yeah. Uh, well, first, thanks for having me. And yeah, I'm definitely one of your best friends. I was one of your best men. <laughs> you, did, you did stand up with me at my wedding. That is true. And you all kissed me <laughs> on the cheek. Me, uh, you know, Maggie and I just rewatched our wedding video because I was anniversary the other day. And uh, I forgot oh, no. about that. <laughs> and uh, you, you got the dance moves. They, oh, yeah. they, they capture that a lot. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I like to have a good time. Um, uh, yeah, your wedding was fun. <laughs> it was. Everybody talks about the food because we didn't have the traditional chicken and rice or whatever. We had breakfast. Yeah, can't go wrong there. Lots of mimosas. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you and I, man, I did the math and uh, almost 12 years now we've known each other. Man, that's so, scary. That's scary. scary. We're getting old, man. Man. Uh, so <laughs> I first I knew you pretty much before you knew me, um, because we know each other from the music scene, um, where we yeah where we're from. Um, you were in bands of Valor of Athena, going throwing Woo. back, yeah. Oh. Um, and then uh, that that disbanded. Then uh, Arson, our savior, um, was your next band that I remember. I don't know if there's anything in between. Um, and it was around 2009 at the Jamboree when you guys won Battle of the Bands. Where yeah, you and I, where you and I really started to. Uh, uh, talking a lot more yeah yeah i would say that's about right. i mean you definitely got the timeline right uh yeah i would say that that makes sense yeah and then uh after well after arson i guess not not disbanded because you left to join another band called convictions yeah and that's i think right at that start was when you and i started getting pretty thick correct uh you took over vocals after the original vocalist left and then uh i became essentially your roadie your merch guy yeah and uh man, we've had some wild times lots yeah. of uh lots of crazy heart-to-heart moments uh times on the road we helped <laughs> uh my favorite story is we helped birth uh give a have uh, we helped a cow give birth on the side of the road of pennsylvania That's so crazy <laughs> yeah wild. i remember that we were young can't forget that um and then the reason i wanted you on is because we're here to talk about halloween kills and you and i went and saw the first one well 2018 version together and then uh, i was like i can't i can't go see it without mike yeah i think uh being that like halloween is my favorite like michael myers is my killer of choice and you being such an avid horror lover like it's like we have to see this together especially with like our relationship with like horror films and just being friends i don't know it makes sense oh 100 and uh i would say our, our time in the theater was uh and this last viewing was interesting. It was an experience, that's for sure. It was definitely an experience. <laughs> this man tapped the person on the sh- in front of us on the shoulder because she was texting and like try to give like the dad <laughs> no no look twice. Yep. And then uh somebody, which I almost <laughs> clapped for this one. Um, somebody yelled, We all shut the fuck up uh <laughs> in the middle of the theaters. And I guess, you know, really quick too, I know since you are in a Christian band. Um, you know, if people who listen to you listen to this podcast, I do have a potty mouth. Um, I know, you know, some people don't like that. So this is your forewarning. I will try to hold back <laughs> as much as I can out of respect for your fans that might listen to this. But um, but yeah, man, what do you think of the what do you think of the movie? I have I have thoughts, that's for sure. Well, that's why we're here. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed it and I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. Uh it's it's like tough now because I've watched so many reviews on some of the people that I like that like 
their views influence mine. I don't know if that makes sense, mm-hmm. but um, there's well, it kind of makes you think I, of like you know, oh, I didn't think about it in that aspect. Now that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, like there's um, there's this uh, YouTube channel, uh, this creator, his name is Jimmy Champagne. I probably watched most of his like reactions and thoughts on Halloween, and he brought up some good points that uh, I think I might bring up here. Uh, one major uh, thought that uh, came to me that he brought up was my expectations. Uh, the, this film was like postponed because of COVID. So like directly right after uh, 2018 Halloween, the expectations were just so high. And with all that time that it's been, it's just, it's gone up and up and up and up. So naturally I kind of set myself up for failure going Fair. into this. Cause you, uh, um, you watch trailers, you watched uh, everyone that came out or a few that came not, out. Not for this one. I, I no? saw, I saw the big one that they just dropped, uh, like way, way early on. And it was too long. And there was like a lot of like kills are giving away. And I was like, dang, like I can't, uh-uh. so that I just kind of shut it off there and I never looked back and I, I kind of let myself forget some of the stuff I saw. Yeah. You were, you were there with me walking in, uh, into the movie where I was really bummed. I, uh, caught glimpses of the new scream trailer um yeah because i I, I didn't know that you don't watch trailers i didn't know that they ruin too much um yeah and i uh, and like there's some i will watch um but for the movies i'm really i'm really amped up for it i try not to like i went and saw Candyman, and i was like fuck i'm just gonna watch the halloween kills trailer i know it's gonna show up yeah as soon as soon as the burning house showed up i was like nope can't do it and i just <laughs> ran out of the trailer until i heard uh the end credit or the end credits of the trailer and just walked back in and so i went into this as completely blind as i possibly could yeah not me i i knew a lot going in like i think i was i tapped you on the shoulder at one point and i was like have you heard anything like do you know what they're going to show because they do the flashback in the beginning and I, that's what i was trying to get to you um you know i was like do you know that we're going to see what happens right after, you know, 1978 Halloween, like right after, uh, you know, Laurie Strode gets away and, the, you know, like they showed it all. And I was like so excited. And I was hoping you kind of saw that or knew about it because I was like, that's like the most I was so excited for that. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess we'll say, too, well, there'll be spoilers. Well, there were going to be spoilers on this episode. I try not to do that, but I feel like, oh, uh, yep, nope, I, sorry. I feel like, nope, you're fine. We'll do it. We're going to go right into it. So that's there for a warning. There is a flashback in, uh, <laughs> in uh, 78. And I feel like I, I get if people are upset about that. I completely understand. But also, since the timeline is changing, yeah, like, you, you have to expect things like that to happen. And I didn't and I didn't hate it at all. No, that was like the best part of the movie. It was like, and it was, it was so well done. Like, like I, unbelievable. I, I felt, and that guy that played Loomis. Yeah. How I, um, so I looked into that. It's not a, um, well, it was a lookalike, but I guess they did 18 separate pieces of like prosthetics to, uh, 18, yeah, 18 separate pieces of prosthetics just to get that look. And wow, like that was Grammy nominated. Yeah. I mean, not Grammy. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just I like, know at what that, that we'll, we'll say since this is a horror show, Fangoria Chainsaw Award. You there know, you <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was so well done. Um, I guess they found him off of YouTube randomly too. I forget the actor's name who played uh who did the Loomis. Um, 
I remember the, uh, there was a viral tweet of uh, the, just, it might be the same guy. It was just like a random lookalike. And they're like, if this guy isn't Loomis, like they're messing up. Cause yeah, it's like spot on. Yeah. Well, you know, CG is so, is so good nowadays too, where they could have easily just taken him and not, not do prosthetics and just do CGI in his face. And uh, it's really, it was really nice to know that they didn't do that at all. Yeah. It was, it's, it's so tricky though. Like, cause it's like, is this fan service, you know, like the end of rogue one, you know, where you see Leia's face and it's not even that great looking. So you're kind of like taken out of it a little, Yeah. but this is different. Like it was just like a, amazing lookalike yeah and like they use practical effects i'm not like that's probably the best um you know like resurrected actor that i've seen like maybe ever and uh one thing i i kind of completely contradicted myself before we started uh recording um and i kind of just jumped right into it but where where are your roots of horror from where did it all start uh my mom actually which is kind of funny uh you know most parents like try to shelter their kids but my mom and i like we would go we'd go into the theaters we'd see i think i saw deep blue sea and like that was really scary when i was a kid i remember calling Um, my mom because i was home alone i was like i need you to go home right now because i just feel like a shark's gonna come to the living room floor and eat me i um i was really obsessive too like i like for me, it was like kindergarten when I seen like Slappy, the you know Night of the Living Doll. I think it is. Dummy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then I had this like weird phobia of dolls. And then Chucky, when I like discovered Chucky, it was like a big deal for me. Like I wouldn't even like family video. I wouldn't go down like the horror aisle just because I was like so traumatized. And I remember asking my mom over and over like random questions about Chucky like what is he where does he live what state is he from like all these like stupid questions and my mom got so fed up I remember she she like turned around she was driving and she turned around and like yelled at me she's like you are obsessed with Chucky I'm done (laughs) stop talking about him but like I just had this fascination with like horror I think from a very early age and then my mom ended up facilitating it by taking me to go see scary movies and uh, she actually showed me Halloween H2O, which is like a big deal for a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> I remember calling my dad. He was at work. I was like, mom and I are going to watch Halloween H2O. And he's like, are you serious? <laughs> like, he was like, really? Like, are you sure? Like, I was like, yeah, I'm ready. So do you think, <laughs> did you see, you saw H2O before the original Halloween? Uh, Yeah, I think, I, I think that's right. Cause I, I saw it like right when it came out and then it wasn't until later where I, uh, I met this, kid who i ended up being friends with uh who was old, much older than me but he was very obsessed with halloween like he he kind of like sparked that interest of um i don't know there's just so much to dive into there's a whole halloween community and this is like the early 2000s and he was a kid so it's kind of strange that he was that obsessed but yeah he had the the mass overalls and like the vhs's and we just sat and watched them and he would break down all these facts and yeah, I was just, I just kind of got sucked in. I think, uh, I think Halloween two was my first introduction to Michael Myers and the Halloween franchise. So um, Dick Warlock's, Halloween, yeah. Or, yeah. But uh, my top- my favorite one though, honestly, and it's grown on me in the past few years. I, I, Halloween three. I know it does not have Michael Myers in it, but it might be my season of the witch. Season of the witch. Did you like the uh, the Easter eggs they did with the mask? And the loved, kids? Them. loved them in the 2018 version. Loved them even more in this one. 
Yeah. Um, let's uh, we're gonna back up a little bit back to to Child's Play, um, because that was the one movie besides Night of the Living Dead that I was absolutely terrified of growing up, and I've said that before on the show, uh, where I was gifted a, a good guy doll and I cried and I threw it in the garbage <laughs> and I sat on the trash, um, which is like I the would, dumbest thing. I wouldn't do. be able to handle that. <laughs> there was a killer doll, um, but bringing that up, I have to go back and find the. Uh, the picture we took a couple years ago and posted <laughs> with this when I post this episode. Um, yeah. But have you, uh, have you checked out the Chucky television show yet? Uh, yeah, I saw a trailer for it. Uh, I don't, I don't know how I feel though. Cause I, it's put together by the same guy who created child's play. Is that right? Yep. Don Mancini. Yep. Uh, so I, I didn't really care for the remake they did. I love that Mark Hamill did the voice, but it so was different, kind of, different universe, different. Yeah. Hamill. But with all the different routes they've taken child's play with like his son and you know wife and all that and it's just they really really lost me and it's, that what i can say though that's probably one of the most consistent storylines in horror of all time um <laughs> i did watch the first episode and it wasn't bad um i think no? the, i think three are out now they also did a dot a day of the dead uh television tv series remake was actually pretty good I feel like hmm. I've been watching more television than movies uh, lately, just trying to catch up on everything. Um, I feel like I'm a lot pickier than you are. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch when it anything. comes to like when it comes to horror, I'll watch anything. Yeah, um, you love those uh, like those uh, B B horror B and C horror films, and I do. But some are really a... bad. Some are really. Bad. I, I watched. <laughs> I put one on a, a month ago. It was uh, Stephen King. Kang, not King, Kang. Uh, it was like Sharks of the Corn, and I got ten minutes into it, and I was I couldn't do it. <laughs> I could not do it. Um, bringing it back over to Halloween Kills. Uh, you know we're gonna kind of be all over the place. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll think of questions that I didn't that I brought up earlier. Um, you know I I do feel like this is getting a lot more hate than it needs to, though. To be completely honest with you. The new, the new Halloween the new kills. One, yeah, yeah. It seems to be pretty polarizing with the audiences. I've heard, um, which again, I have thoughts. So it's it's like let's dive into them. Let's just go. Yeah. So I don't know where to start. Like I, I loved the kills. There was Those a lot. Great. It was good, good body count. The ending finale. It's like I love it and I don't love it. It's like it was all in one go, but it was so stylized when they like did the like the spotlight behind each kill. You yeah. know what I mean? And like the slow-mo and you couldn't really see who was getting killed and where and what. It was just like really flashy. And I wish they would have like milked it a bit more, you know, like maybe split up the crowd and he kind of, you know, I don't know. And like <laughs> one. OK, like I don't want to cut you off here, but like one thing that like is so different with this Michael Myers and which looks phenomenal. That was probably the best part of the, the movie. James Jude Courtney, one of the best, if not the after, uh, what's uh, Nick, Castle. Nick Castle. Yeah. Uh, he, he was so good, but it's like, <laughs> he was like John wick. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, one of the, one of my favorite YouTube channels who goes over a lot of horror, uh, house of masks. He uh, he ta- he says Michael John Wick Myers and like it, it's funny. so it's so fitting because he's just like very choreographed like well he's just quick like, 
like in the in the flashback scene, like he's there was one instance he is fast. Or he just jolts out of the uh, closet. Yeah. yeah. Which, like, yeah, it's it, it scared me. Like I was like, wow, okay, he means business. And like I, I never try to shit on like remakes or reimaginings or anything because it is nice to see and refreshing to see someone else's take on something that's been out forever. Um, yeah. He um in the flashback he uh he doesn't kill the kid either. Uh, you know no, what I'm Lonnie, talking about? No, yeah. yeah, yeah. But would he? We don't know. You know, it's kind of like up in the air. I don't. I don't know. I don't think there's much of a moral compass behind him. You know, he's just the he's just the embodiment of evil. So I don't think there would. And, I don't know. And then and, and I feel like in this one they kind of brought more of the super supernatural aspect of it towards the end a little bit. Yeah, um, which I was I was happy about. And like, I, th- this movie is all over the place. Um, it, it definitely is. There's no, there's no way of really defending it that way. Um, but I feel like it's for a reason. Yeah, the, I think the only like major criticism I have is just the uh, the corny one liners. They really need to dial that back. Yeah, the dialogue. Evil dies tonight. Next time we're together. Um, because I, I wish we could have done this in person, but you got stuff going on. Um, every if we watch it again together, we have to take a shot for every time Evil dies tonight. <laughs> and uh, I have oh, a couch man. you can crash on. Um, because no one's driving. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, that it's a tagline of the movie. I get that, but wow. You know, like, it was just like, but it is also scary too on how, how quickly that mob mentality came to be. And, and I guess my next question is how do you feel about it taking away from almost Lori's story into it being a, a town trauma instead of a single person? It's interesting. Uh, you know, like I felt like there was a lot of allegory or like social commentary that may have been an influence, but uh, I understand, like as far as the story and the plot, that you know this is this isn't really about Lori right now. This is you know she's she's in the hospital. I mean, she got she's right. not a superhero. You know, like she did. You know, and that that was one thing. There was a there was a lot of like realism behind it. You know, like uh, Sar- what's it, Sergeant. Um, Oh, you the know, cop, talk- that guy in the neck. The, the yeah, person. like, yeah, like he's not like, you know, like he's like, oh, I, I got to kill him. It's my fault, you know, but I mean, he's in the hospital, you know, like it's. And I liked how like, they tied that together and how, it, you know, it, essentially this is his fault. Like he had a chance and uh, he didn't take it. it yeah, it's definitely well, he cool did, arc. but he missed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. did he miss? <laughs> oh, did he miss? Um, <laughs> but yeah, and- like it felt pretty for the most part, everything seemed pretty realistic. You know, like, what would you do if you're in that situation? You're like, well, I'd gather my friends together and we'd, you know, we'd kill them. Like, you know, like, that's the idea, I think. And but, like, pe- people were complaining, too, about how this whole movie felt uncontained and it, it was messy. And when I first saw it, I was like, okay, I agree. I see where they're coming from with that. But then, you know, a, a couple of days after thinking about it, if I... Granted, I'm killing people, but if I almost got burned alive and I got out, of course, I'm going to go nuts. I'm just going to go on a rampage. And I yeah. think that's something that people aren't thinking about is if like, yeah, it's a movie. Put yourself in that in, in that shoes for a hot second. Like, mm-hmm. what would you do? You'd, you'd be pissed. Yeah, your, your house burnt down. You know, your family's being, I mean, they lost his, his what, her son-in-law, you know, like, yeah. 
Like if I was Michael Myers, like getting burned alive, I'd be. Oh, you're talking about from Michael's? Oh yeah, I'm talking about Michael. Oh, or he's in the hospital. Yeah, put yourself in Michael's shoes for a second. You're almost burned alive, dude. I mean, if I was Michael Myers, I really wouldn't feel much of anything other than the urge to kill and play some tricks. I feel like you were <laughs> urged to kill more. I don't know. I don't really think that there's much motive other than killing. Like that's just what he does, you know. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right with that. But I just feel like with more aggressive, I guess, is the best way to put it, how I felt, how he was in this one compared to the 2018. Oh, yeah. Like, I think, I don't know. Like, there's not much. I don't know. I don't really know what they're trying to do. Like, he was killing his way all the way back to his house. He wanted to get back to his house. But why? Like, you know, or like. There's not like he's not out for Lori. Like they made that pretty clear. It's just kind of like anybody that gets in his way and he was just working his way back to the house. They really wanted to drive that home. And I don't necessarily understand why or what the think, intent is behind that. Well, I hope we find out uh, for like during Halloween ends because they kind of have to. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, what is driving him to go back home? And like they kept touching on the looking out the window. Yeah. Um, and sure like, that is. was he? I don't remember. I. Cause it's on Peacock too. I've started it like two times. I was like, I I, I couldn't finish it. Um, because I maybe I was thinking too much, mm-hmm. uh, like in my own thoughts. Um, but do you remember the quote that they said about why he looked out the window? Like, was he trying to see himself or see the town as it is? Or I'm not sure. Um, I know in the flashback, the uh, the cop. You know how he was saying like. He was like, yeah, he just he was just staring out the window and he just snapped and killed his sister. Uh, I, I remember that, but I don't remember what like he sees himself or something. Was something that like it? That. Or, but like, yeah, does he see nothing in himself? That's what that's the kind of thing that they really didn't touch on, which maybe it's on purpose because of there's yeah. one final movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I don't know. What was. So we're kind of going back and forth about things we really liked and a request about what's one thing you didn't like about the film that I did not like that you did not like. Uh, I, I didn't like the hospital scene. Uh, it was just very messy when, you know, and they're going after the other uh, mental patient and he that ends up killing himself. Scary. It was, and it was, but it was bizarre. Like why, why did Lori's daughter feel so inclined to, you know, save this guy and help this guy like after all her husband died like she's got bigger things to worry about and she's right. like don't don't kill this one person and somehow she was ahead of the the mob and you know it's just like it was, it was a bit strange like i didn't really understand what the significance was of her like stopping that and um i don't know it's just uh i was getting a lot of like rob zombie vibes and that was stressing me out because i really don't like those that's why i like you that's where we differ i am <laughs> i actually love the rob zombie ones that's see that's and halloween uh, two of his is is a masterpiece i will die on that hill Woo! <laughs> yeah yeah we are very different then <laughs> <laughs> it's such a sacred thing like halloween michael myers like it's like so sacred and it could be done so bad and i feel like Adding the whole white trash element was just like so off-putting. And he talks and his face. Ah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I the really weird white horse bit and like what is going on? Ugh. Love it. Give it all to me. Give mm-hmm. it. No, sir. Um, the mask looked great though. I'll give you that. You can have that. 
I I am a big fan of the both new masks. To be honest with you, I love yeah, how they I'm, both look. Yeah, I'm okay with it. It's not re- totally realistic. Like, I don't think a mask would really look like that after all those years. Oh no, um, not at all. I've I've seen uh, photos of. It's not the original mask. I don't think that exists, but because it burnt in the second one, but um, one of the original uh, Kurt masks uh, in present day, it's like not moldy, but it's just like withering, and it's it looks very alien. But it would have been interesting to see one of those, like a mask like that. What would you change? What would I change? Uh, I, so I was telling my brother this. I would have split up the mob at the end. Like if they were, it would have been really cool to see uh, maybe like a, a nod to the original Halloween two when um, uh, they, they, they kill the wrong Michael. They kill Lori's love interest. I forget his name. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So it would have been cool if they did a nod to that. If there was like another person trick-or-treating that looked like Michael, like often the, other end of the neighborhood or something and it split the mob up and then michael as he was working his way back home or something were picking off all those people along the way like so we could enjoy more creative kills paced out instead of just kind of like one big uh uh <laughs> one big john wick moment you know like it would have been cool to you know and maybe like have it add more of a a, a horror element because it, i i remember telling you after i saw the movie it wasn't it wasn't scary it was just like thrilling and uh exciting yeah you know like if they if they showed him as the shape or boogeyman like in the shadows and and more of a stealth killer that i don't know that could that could have been really scary and and cool i would have liked that and more atmosphere they i did love the atmosphere they did though in that the wooded area um where you know remember that scene where he's in the woods and is it with the when they bring back uh tommy Dill's wife and the nurse from the right it's right after that yeah okay I loved that. There's a lot of atmospheres. It's really, it's pretty cool. But I wish there was a little more horror and suspense, maybe. I'll one up your killing the wrong Michael Myers with, I think a cool nod would have been, even if they did it the exact same way and ripped it off. But the most terrifying part in Halloween 2 was the razor blade in the tongue from the candy. <laughs> the little kid? With the little kid. <laughs> for me at least because i was like well, they, i was i was a chubby kid i ate a lot of candy i didn't want to raise weight or anything in that i did like how they they had those kids though messing with the uh the cup you know the couple uh who were living in michael's old house yeah. and they like you know they like snuck in his house or whatever stole the candy and like the one kid was puking or whatever i don't really or was poisoned or something so they were like you know they were giving a nod to like traditional halloween folklore you know yeah so that was cool i like that there was a lot of halloween like holiday uh elements scattered throughout the you know the movie that was that was nice it was i could see myself putting that movie on on halloween and enjoying it for the you know the holiday do you think that uh i mean it kind of has to but what time did halloween uh halloween kills end at you know and this halloween ends gonna still be on the same day or no actually oh, I, I, I have just a spoiler. read i have a spoiler four just, years four years you know, i'd say I just, actually just read that <laughs> it's gonna be a time jump um which i think is a good thing 
Yeah, because I mean, how how many hours are in that night that they've already spent? Like the movie probably wraps up or what around like four a.m. or something. Well, if it was four a.m., you know, Halloween's over. Halloween's end. Some would say. <laughs> You're a dad. <laughs> I, I am. It's a dad joke. Uh, but I'm curious too. So I have the. I just pre-ordered the novelization of Halloween Kills too. So I'm. I'm really Ooh. curious if. Uh, yeah, uh, October 26th is nine dollars on Amazon. There's your cheap plug. Go order it right now. Um, I'm. I am curious on what's going to differ differentiate from from the movie and the book. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to tell me what you pick up, especially with the whole like staring out the window thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't even think if they were gonna touch on that. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to pick your brain on that. And uh, what was uh oh the ending um with uh Judy Greer's character Lori's daughter uh dude that I thought that, that came was, out of nowhere. I th- that was bizarre. I thought it was super like bizarre. A- like a flashback type thing or yeah or like a dream sequence or something yeah you know like maybe that was Lori tripping out in the hospital or something you know like or no she wasn't in the hospital uh i don't know <laughs> yeah it's weird and it that's like, like they made it out to like like it was supposed to mean something it was like very big but like my brother brought up a good point if they were gonna like maybe like mirror michael killing his sister in that moment they should have showed it through his mask like the the camera through the the lens of the mask oh, that you know cool that would have been so cool missed opportunity right there <laughs> yeah same area you know like room in the house and everything like they should have put the camera behind the mask just like oh. it was like the little boy with the clown mask a lot of people are saying too that um i guess people who are shitting on the movie is saying how it was too comical in some aspects which i, I think agree with that they i don't agree with that, that either they dialed it back quite a bit because from the, the first from the first one. Yeah, because that the I mean, the funniest part was the kid that was being babysat was hilarious in the 2018 oh, one. Yeah. yeah. And I think the funniest part of the new one, which was actually pretty funny, was when the nurse accidentally shot herself when the door opens. Oh, dude, that was that was a laugh. That might have been. <laughs> oh, dude, was that my favorite kill? That might have been my favorite kill. I don't know. You, my uh my youtube channel uh that i watch uh jimmy champagne he said <laughs> he said i could put money on it that michael was smirking under his mask when that happened <laughs> i mean i hope so because i not the entire theater but a good chunk of it i remember kind of started chuckling or laughing out loud when yeah when that happened um what was your favorite kill since we're talking about it Ooh, ooh that's a good one the the firefighting um, firefighter scene was pretty that was pretty epic early. That was epic. Yeah. That was a John Wick moment too. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's like gonna. I think people remember that scene for a long time. Like I could see tattoos of Lori's house on fire, you know, like and Michael in front of it. Like that was pretty iconic. But I don't know. I think my maybe my favorite one was just when he jumps out of the closet in the '78 flashback because it felt like I was watching that. Like I felt like I was watching the original Halloween, and it was cool to see him move like that, and it was. So personal, you know, he's choking that guy. I don't know. That's and that one stands out. What also stands about that scene, too, is that when he exits the home, he's surrounded by cops and he's just like standing, standing there. there. Yeah, I always I always wondered how that was gonna play out because they were like in the 2018 one, they're like, Oh yeah, like he he gets arrested after that. And I'm like, What? And I was yeah. like, That I that's just I can't picture that. That seems so normal and like human. 
how are you going to arrest that? You know, but then like they show him just standing there like that was it, it worked. They did such a good job in that flashback. I can't praise them enough for that. It was so amazing. But yeah, like, it, it was convincing. I believed it. I liked how you you really and I, I can't we're saying it a lot, but we really for those who haven't seen it yet, I really can't put more into words how it actually in that 20 minute 15 minute flashback scene you feel like you're watching the 78 version it has the same graininess the same uh color i don't know i'm not a filmmaker so i don't know what i'm trying to say but yeah you get it you you get it you understand no it's Um, perfect (laughs) they rebuilt uh, the house it's perfect like every detail the cot the the uniforms the cars the neighborhood like I've been to the real Michael Myers house in uh, San Fernandez or whatever uh, in California. I've been to the real one and I've been in the real neighborhood and I've walked the same sidewalks that Lori does in the 78 and I've even behind the bush, everything. And I know what the houses look like. I, I know what the curbs look like, everything. And it, it was like spot on, like even the houses across the street from Michael Myers house. Like the, I'm pretty sure they're the same ones. Like it looks so perfect. As I was getting uh uh, ready um, to do my design work and everything for the upcoming episode. I, I did screenshot you in front of the, the Myers uh, house and uh, that will be shown on my uh, Instagram page. Heck so, yeah. Young little young Mike just standing there all smiling. All happy. <laughs> it was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. that long ago. <laughs> was it only two years ago? Uh, maybe like three or four. I'm old. I'm losing my mind. I don't remember Same. anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um. I thought I really enjoyed and I wish I wish he did not die. I was really stoked for Anthony Michael Hall to be in this one uh, to play Tommy Doyle um, from the Brad Pack. Breakfast oh, Club, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead Zone. I thought was he, he was the one that did he? He got he's killed the one that. Yeah. With the bat. Was it with was it the bat? I think so. But he was definitely the but he's the one that started the whole mob and everything. Yeah. Um. But I thought that was kind of cool, though, is that how they were like, I'm, I'm we're tired of this. We're going to we're going to essentially take our lives back. They lost them, but they yeah, tried like everybody. Like, <laughs> almost everybody did. And, uh, and they're, they, they killed off the nurse in like the same way they killed her off, like in the most like least uh, epic way. She just gets stabbed in the car. That was it. <laughs> but like it was that was a nice flashback, though, to. Uh, yeah, you know, and they did, I they did the the hand in the glass. Yeah, and I wouldn't have realized that um, that was the same person right away unless you would have told me. Um, so that it did have a lot of nods, and I can only imagine what Hollywood ends is going to bring and what um, what nods yeah. they're going to bring back. I don't know. I don't know how much fan service will be. I think they could chill out a little bit. I think they they really went above and beyond with the fan service, like. You know, like I think, yeah. I think, I think we've gotten enough. <laughs> like I, I have read you- that uh, the next one's going to feel more contained, and I feel like that was almost the point of yeah. Halloween Kills kind of being all over the place. They kind of get out of their system. Um, yep. Yeah. So the last one could really be a a finale. Yeah, yeah. I learned uh, today. I think it was today that John Carpenter told um, Dave and Gordon Green. I think I'm saying his name right uh, to. He's he was they were originally going to use the flashback in the 2018 one I heard, but they I'm so uh, John Car- yeah and John Carpenter said no save it for the second one if you get a sequel put it in that one so there was a lot to cram in in this movie but I mean I think 
as an audience member, we all got what we wanted. We wanted to see a lot of cool kills. There was fan service if you wanted it. You know, there was, I think, I think it was, they did a good job. And anybody that went into this expecting, I, I don't, expecting more, I don't know. It, it definitely, it does have a filler movie moment, like feeling at certain points. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt about that, but I loved it. Still, I had a good time. Yeah. It's no Empire Strikes Back, but it's, yeah, I think we all got what we wanted. Uh, yeah, I think it's mostly just nitpicking from everybody that I've gathered. Just, oh, the one-liners are stupid, you know? Yeah. Um, well, that was a good segue that you just brought up. Speaking of Empire Strikes Back is uh, because I am talked about it before and I didn't bring it up when I said I was going to. You are in a band called Convictions, which is a Christian metal band. I could say metalcore, but people might not know what that is. So, yeah. um, and one of the probably one of my favorite stories you've ever told me, and I was not with you guys <laughs> at this time, but at your merch table, you had a tip jar uh, of the Death Star and with some sign that says help rebuild the Death Star. Yep. And there was a fan who approached you and asked, why would you have that being a Christian band? Uh, since it's a bad guy death star is bad guy how do you yeah. uh how do you handle how do you handle that moment and do you get anything from fans being a horror fan and playing that type of music um sometimes it it just depends like that guy like i don't even know like really what he was doing there like it was an older guy and he didn't i don't know uh but uh yeah that was it was an interesting conversation because i thought it was like satire i thought he was just messing with me and then I started messing with him back. I was like, well, technically the empire is kind of like the good guys. And like, the rep- <laughs> and like you know, I was just like joking around a bit and yeah, it was, he was pretty hostile and I, I don't know if he was all there. So I, I don't know, but the, uh, I don't know. I think the most like feedback we get negatively is just uh, from people that are out of touch or don't really understand what we're doing. Like we've done Christian festivals and we have a shirt that has an upside down cross on it. And for those who don't know, it's we're representing the St. Peter's cross and a symbol of like being feeling unworthy to be, you know, uh, saved by Jesus and, and all that. And uh, we've had, we've had people upset about that. Like, I think that's pretty much the most kickback oh, we've gotten. I was around for the first pressing of those shirts and okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, did you ever, I remember getting, well, I, how can I word this? I tried to be respectful to your fans on behalf of you guys, um, because you guys are my friends. So I had to be very careful with how I said certain things. And, uh, it was very hard for me to do that with some of the things they were saying when those shirts came out. Yeah, it's, it really hasn't been super too polarizing and maybe because that's COVID and we haven't been on the road so much, but, uh, uh, I think it's kind of eye opening. Like we, we probably get the worst, uh, feedback, uh, from Christians than, than non-Christians, uh, which is a bit bizarre, but no, I, I don't know. We don't really pay attention to that stuff too much anymore. Every now and then you'll get somebody that's like very high, strong or, or very, very conservative. And, you know, they'll, they'll say anything from like, Oh, like screaming is the devil or something, which is so silly to others that really pay attention to like what the things that I'm interested in. Like I love horror movies and yeah, there can be some uh, subjects and things that go on in horror movies that aren't necessarily in line, but you know, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. 
And I think that's one thing that, you know, and maybe it's biased because like we are friends, but that is the one thing I've always respected about you and the other members of your band is we don't really share the same religious views, but you know, you don't talk down upon me for what I may feel or think we can have uh, good and great conversations around that without berating each other. Um, yeah. And not, not to get too deep into like theology and things, but like, I think that's the God that we believe in and we serve is a God that is accepting and down to earth and at eye level with people that don't believe in him or support him. You know, like that's kind of the point, you know, we, that's uh, like, I think at the core, what loving our neighbor is, you know, and I'm not, you know, it's, it's important to, you know, try and practice that. And I'm just not that type of person, you know? Yeah. I'd say you're a pretty stand up guy. <laughs> <laughs> try. <laughs> um, well, man, you guys, and, uh, you know, back, back to, back to the band, you guys just released, uh, your latest record called I won't survive. Yep. And, uh, this is where we're going to, we're going to plug it a little bit. So, uh, tell us about it. Yeah. I won't, sur- I won't survive is a collection of interviews that I had done and my bandmates have done, uh, throughout the pa- the last two years. Uh, we, we found people that had really striking stories of, uh, survival. So we touched down on uh, a friend of ours who had gone through cancer uh, another was a close friend of mine whose best friend who I also knew had taken his life. So we found really, uh, really striking stories of, of overcoming uh, grief, suicide, cancer, uh, the war, uh, really uh, touchy things. And, and we interviewed them and t- tried to tell their stories uh, through our songs. And uh, the response has been incredible. Uh, we've been really grateful that we have people like that who have been so um, generous sharing their stories and, and willing to open up. And uh, it's, yeah, it's been great. It is a, it is good. I'm not saying that because yeah, you're my friend and I like you. It is a, it's a great record. I don't listen to a whole lot of music anymore um, or newer bands, uh, but I think this might be some of the best stuff you guys have put out. I don't know if I've told you that before. Uh, or I yet. appreciate that. Of course. Thank you. Um, where and if somebody wanted to check this out, uh, where could they find it at? Uh, we're we're pretty much on all streaming platforms. Like, can't really think of one that we're not on. Uh, so yeah, you know, like Spotify, that's a big one. YouTube, Apple Music, those are the big ones. Cool. And uh, you know, obviously, the last year has been pretty weird for everybody, um, especially musicians. I, I, I. I I cannot put myself in your shoes um, because, you know, touring is something you guys do to keep food on the table. Um, Definitely. So outside of the last year, uh, how have, how do you keep up and watch stuff on the road? Is it hard? Do you just, you know, have a tablet, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's real hard. I think the, the last hurdle I think I had was uh, watching stranger things. So like I would find, I just, I think I went to a McDonald's and I got Wi-Fi, and from there <laughs> downloaded all of the episodes on my, uh, Netflix. And then, uh, yeah, it was, just, I remember just sitting in the back of a bumpy van, just like trying to keep my phone straight as I was keeping up with stranger <laughs> things. So it's not imagine. easy. Yeah. It's not easy. 
I feel like uh, even though I have a decent sized TV in my living room, uh, my daughter just takes control of it. So I feel like ninety <laughs> percent of what I watch is just on my iPad. Um, <laughs> so I, I can tell you, I kind of feel your struggle. Um, <laughs> what else you got going on, man? This is your this is your time to plug. I think I'm uh, coming close to my free Zoom before it makes me start paying for it. <laughs> what um, what's the time frame on the release of this podcast here? It'll probably be out on today's Monday. I should be able to have it out probably by Wednesday or Thursday. Okay. Uh, well, I'm in the studio right now working on some new material. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some new songs here that we can plug uh, in the near future. So I, I hate to be that guy, but it's like new things coming, but <laughs> big things coming. But yeah, we're working on new material. We're really excited about it and it, it'll be a bit different. So hopefully that'll be exciting for some hell yeah and uh where can they find obviously i'll, I'll post like intact convictions and your uh socials on uh on my page but uh where can they find you where can they find the band uh yeah it's uh, our website's convictionsrock.com so you you can find tour dates and links to our, our merchandise and music all in there uh my personal handles uh, at Mike Convictions, so you can find me on Instagram, and I also have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Ice Cream Mike, and I'm doing covers on there. You just came out with uh, a Veil of Maya one recently. Is that oh yeah, thing? yep, yeah, that was fun. You do recording. Got, you do got those. Can I get one good brie really quick? Just <laughs> no, <laughs> that's <laughs> one. That's super cringy. <laughs> uh, but I also just recorded my vocals, so I'm trying to take it easy. That's I got fair. tea, That's a bunch fair. of tea here in front of me. You, you <laughs> so. did a brie in my uh in my wedding video, so I got I got that. Oh lord. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll I'll take a little screen cap of it and send it to you. Oh lord. <laughs> uh besides Halloween kills, is there anything else that's been um out that you've liked or stuff that's out that you want to see? Yeah, I just saw uh it's called Midnight Mass. Ooh, that was on yes. Netflix. I really enjoyed that. That was, Bro, that was great. Let, let's talk about that for a second. Try not to spoil <laughs> it, but like, okay. Uh, anyway, how, yeah. how great was Midnight Mass? It was so good, uh, which is crazy too, because I have such a hard time watching uh, there's like miniseries without checking my phone. Uh, it's like a new thing now with directors. Like they, they, I feel like they're, cutting scenes differently now just to keep you engaged so you're not checking your phone like i've heard that's like a big issue now uh i never really had those moments i was sucked in and it almost to me it almost had like an old like stephen king like uh kind of vibe it was really good i i just i don't know i, I don't want to spoil it but there was so many scenes that you weren't expecting or twists and turns that that kept me on the edge of my seat and i, I loved that i think this is and I love Hill House. I, I I really really enjoyed Bly Manor. Um, Doctor Sleep I thought was great. Yeah. yeah. Flanagan, he is one of the new masters of horror without a doubt. Um, and I could not binge Midnight Mass. Uh, it's such a heavy show. It's very yeah. very very dialogue driven. Mm -hmm. You have to really pay attention. Um. Yeah, I paced myself. I, I after that first episode, I was like, "Ooh, this is really good. I should watch this like like once every day, just to like 
have something to look forward to. <laughs> so I, I started watching it with my wife and uh, we got through the first two episodes. And after the second one, I'm like, I'm tired. I gotta just feel my body about to go to sleep. <laughs> She's like, let's try to watch one more. And I told her like, I'm not going to make it through. <laughs> well, I should have known better. Uh, I put it on. I'm out 10 minutes in. Oh no. I, I wake up. She watched three, four and five. Oh wow. I was like, I was like, well, now you have to wait for me to catch up and that can, might be a few days. And uh, I did. Dang, she did you dirty. Oh man. <laughs> Let me. Yeah. I, I love her to death. I do. And she could probably hear <laughs> me right now. So. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> uh, but the second to last episode, I had such anxiety over. Oh yeah. I, for me, it was the boat scene. I'm just going to leave it at that. I was not wow. Okay, if you if you haven't seen Midnight Mass yet, just fast forward this thirty seconds down, bro. When she started screaming and it went into the end credits, yeah, I was, was just like, "That is so." I'm not. I'm not going to say what happened thought, to the other character, but like when yeah, when, like she was I, screaming and just went into the uh, the credits of the show. I was like, "That's fucking. That's brilliant." Yeah, I, I really thought I was like, oh, like maybe he's not. I don't want to spoil it. I'm trying to keep it vague. Maybe he's not. It didn't work. Maybe you know, he is the like, main character, you know, but. And then, nope, no, nope, no, he's not. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I had goosebumps. It's been a long time since something has made me feel like that, you know, like where you're just like that hair on the back of your neck. You're like, oh, wait a minute, you know, and you're like kind of shaking. Like, that's I felt, how I felt. I felt like that with Hill House um, because we had my TV mounted at the time. And uh, I have two entryways into my living room, and uh, I, I was I, I was very high off of uh, <laughs> the devil's lettuce, um, and <laughs> I was so high to the point where, because you know how they hid ghosts in uh, Hill House. I've only seen a couple episodes. So. Oh, bro, you need to you need to watch all of Hill House, and uh, yeah, if it's anything like Midnight phone, Mass, I'll tune in. It's a little different. Um, yeah, but same it, actors, it, same, most of the same cast. though, I heard a uh, couple. It's got my couple. my boy Elliot. My boy Elliot is in there. And, uh, oh yeah, ET phone <laughs> From, home. Yeah, um, and then uh, Katie, so, so, man, Seg, the same actress, Seagull. Yeah. Seagull. I feel like I'm always mispronounce her last name, but she's actually the wife of Flanagan. Um, if you did. Oh, know. okay, that makes um, sense. And uh, so with those hidden ghosts, since they become more apparent um, to the end of the series. Mm-hmm. I thought I started seeing them like in my entryway. Oh man. And like I am I feel like at this point the raccoons work for the CIA, like my <laughs> phone's tapped, like and I keep seeing these things to the point where I slept with the light on a couple times. Whoa. Like it it really that show really got to me and that's it's been years since something I'm going to have to watch it. I'm going to have to watch it. Say no it more. Is. <laughs> I won't. It is great. Uh well man. Do you have anything else you want to say? Plug that I didn't bring up? I, th- I think we covered the, the big ones. Uh, you know, thank you for what you do. I, I love your podcast and well, thanks, the, the sticker, the stickers, the shirt, everything. It was uh, it was very thoughtful, and that's well. I love you. <laughs> love you too, man. <laughs> um, well, I can't wait to hear what uh, convictions is doing next. I can't wait to see you again and do something outside of a movie. Which you know, we can go see a movie too. I'll never say no to that. Go grab. <laughs> well, a beer. I just I saw Dune and I want to see it again because I fell asleep actually. So we should did, maybe go. Did see you watch that. it at home or did you watch it in the theater? 
But now I saw it in the theater and I fell asleep like an idiot. So I heard it's I very long, so I probably don't. Play yeah, it it's like it was long, but I want to see it again. So we, we have right. excuses now to get together. We do. We do. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, guys, check out Convictions. I will. Uh, I'm going to post a song, one of your songs after at the end of this episode. Is that Heck OK? Yeah. No, you do. You. It's uh, it's all yours. Because you guys, well, I think one thing that's really cool too is you guys uh, self-label, right? Is that the right word? We went back to being independent. Yeah, independent. That's the word I'm looking for. So go ahead, use what you do, whatever you want. <laughs> Sick. Uh, all right, man. Well, thank you, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Love you. Love you. Through our suffering, we are all connected. Bang and the shake of three!